He's like a lot of people around here. I just want somebody to listen. Especially around the holidays. Why is that? That's when a lot of people get really depressed. Oh. That's funny, you know, because I always thought everyone was happy during the holidays. No matter what. Well, most people are, but some aren't. Well, everybody else is opening up their presents. They're opening up their wrists. <laughs> Cheery thought. It's true. The suicide rate's always the highest around the holidays. Now I'm depressed. From Chicago, this is The Unenthusiastic Critic, a podcast about destroying your marriage one movie at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Unenthusiastic Critic. I'm Michael McDonough. I write about film and television at unaffiliatedcritic.com. With me today, whatever you do, never ever feed her after midnight, is my lovely wife, Nakia, also known as the unenthusiastic critic. Hello. (laughs) Merry Christmas, sweetie. (laughs) I'm not sure about that yet. (laughs) (laughs) On today's episode, we're bringing tidings of the season with Nakia's first viewing of a Christmas-adjacent classic, Joe Dante's Gremlins from 1984. But Nakia, before we get to the movie this week, I think we should take a moment to acknowledge that with this episode, Mm -hmm. we are bringing the first year of the Unenthusiastic Critic podcast to a close. Series finale? No, no, not series, just season finale. Series finale? No, no. You know, I feel like shows go on too long these days. (laughs) They really, you should just, you know, drop the curtain on some things. We don't need, you know, 10 seasons of... We will be back Mm -hmm. in 2019. We. Okay. Well, I'll be back. I may have a new a new partner by then. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You you would be happy to have me find another unenthusiastic critic? Here's the thing. I think marriages would be more successful if we um, outsourced certain activities. Like Really? Which activities yeah. did you have in mind? You know, if one wife isn't into cooking, find the wife that's <laughs> going to be cooking. If one wife isn't into watching shitty-ass movies with you, then find the wife that's going to be into watching the shitty-ass movies with you. And So you are endorsing... Polygamy. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. This is this is a conversation we can have, <laughs> certainly. Okay, so let's let's do quickly, you know, a little a little year in review conversation here. Okay. We need to we call this an experiment. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how well this experiment is going so far. It's a deep failure. For you. Deep failure. We have to date produced 47 episodes okay. and watched, as of today, 53 movies. Uh-huh. These are 53 cinematic classics that you would otherwise have never watched. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your education, entertainment, and edification, how is this experiment going for you thus far? A failure. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's your initial reaction. That's uh-huh. your, you know... You're going to tell automatic me how I feel. blowfish mm-hmm. response yeah. to any question. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's dig a little deeper. I don't know that I have ever been more aware of the limited time we have on this earth <laughs> <laughs> than in the past year. I mean, what the climate report gave us, what, 2030 ish? 2030? Yeah, not long, yeah. whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I've spent however many hours. Well, you know, averaging. Two hours per movie, let's call it 106 hours. Right, just gone. Not counting what we've spent talking oh, about Right, actually it. doing mm-hmm. the podcast, right. right. So that that's just gone. <laughs> yeah, you're never, so, ever going to get that time back. It's just, you know, it's gone to shit. 
So that's that's how I feel about this experiment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by my math, <laughs> I went through today. Uh-huh. This is new math. <laughs> it's it's math. Mm-hmm. It's just math. You sure. can't argue with math. Well, math is math. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't lie. Mm. I would say that you liked about half of the movies we've watched. That seems very generous. <laughs> I stand. I stand by it. That seems. Very generous. So I'm looking at the list. Okay. No. 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 You are exaggerating as you are prone to do. Uh, You liked The Maltese Falcon. Sure. I think that was the first movie we watched that you actually enjoyed. Okay. I'll give you Maltese Falcon. Okay. You enjoyed both Some Like It Hot and Tootsie. Mm, Tootsie less you did, so. You did, but though. Okay, okay fine. Sure. All right. Uh, the Godfather. I mean, my takeaway is Fredo is useless and he has a fucking useless hairline. Like, that's my takeaway from The Godfather. <laughs> you were pretty drunk that episode. I was. That was also, I mean, so, yeah. I would have liked anything at that point. I think you liked Dog Day Afternoon. I did. I think you liked Sunset Boulevard. Yes. I actually think you enjoyed The Terminator. Did I? You did. You you understand we're recording all of this so people That's can go we back can check the tapes. and listen to the we episode can check and check the tapes. The tapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so okay. So they have technologies now where you can completely manipulate um, sound files <laughs> to make it sound like people have said things that they haven't said. Uh, so. Do you think I have that technology? I, don't know I can't. What you got. E- I can't even make our episode sound good. I don't know what you got. with us just talking normally. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. This is it. We are right now at the pinnacle of my technological prowess, Mm -hmm. and it's not that good. So I'm not computer-generating your voice. So the point is, I counted about 20-some-odd movies that I thought you more than tolerated. Okay. That's a low bar, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you've got the list in front of you. Do you have a a favorite? Ooh. Or or actually, let's approach it it this way. Okay. So the theory behind this is these are movies you need to see. Mm Mm-hmm. Are, are there any movies on this list that you will acknowledge that you actually needed to see? It would be easier to say what I absolutely did not. <laughs> yes, I know. You always will. We'll get to that. To but see. first, let's, you know, try to say something positive about this thing that we are doing. Okay. I guess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You won't give an inch. Okay. I will say I am happy that I saw. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. I know it costs you a lot to admit. It is, this is hurting me mm-hmm. deeply. I am happy that I saw Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> okay. <sighs> that may be about it. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm giving you. God, okay, I'll add Godfather to that. Godfather, Sunset Boulevard. I don't know that I needed to see Sunset Boulevard. Dog Day Afternoon. I don't know that I needed to see Dog Day Afternoon. Man. <laughs> The Blues Brothers. Definitely did not need to see Blues Brothers. That's it. I gave you three. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's not a high percentage. Yeah, that's all I'm giving you. (laughs) You know what? Um, I'll give you Suspiria. Okay, interesting. That's it. All right, well, let's talk about what you clearly want to get to, which is the movies you feel you absolutely did not need to see. Everything that I didn't name (laughs) are films that I did not need to see, that I would have been fine having never seen. With honorable mention, well, (laughs) let's just say dishonorable dishonorable special shout out Mm -hmm. for a movie that I hate that I saw 
and will forever blame you for and will mention in your eulogy that you made me watch it. And okay, like, that assumes that you're going to outlive me, which is yet well, to be determined. I am. Sleepaway camp. <laughs> like, you that needed I did not. to see no one Sleepaway Camp. Needed you needed to know camp. Sleepaway Camp no, I did existed. Not. No, I did not. No, that's... You did. No, I didn't. So as you look at this list, Sleepaway Camp is the nader. Which, again, is like, it's it comes up on some in some tough competition. <laughs> but just the general, what the fuckery, bad for humanity-ness, <laughs> I, it... it you know, it edges out the others. Yeah. I mean, there is some competition at that end of the it, There really is. There's a fair amount of competition. I mean, Avatar is a movie we both that thought was, just was shitty. A blue abomination. And I just, there's no reason. And there are going to be like eight more of them. And I don't understand <laughs> how that is happening. And any other dishonorable mentions on your list? If we, you know, if we get the eternal sunshine technology and you can just have things erased mm. from your brain, mm-hmm. what would you choose to have deleted? Besides Sleepaway Camp? Besides Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Grease. <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> Dead Poet Society, definitely. <laughs> so many. All the, like, there's a lot of white boy fuck shit on this list that I just, I don't need. Uh, is, is that a category? Is that it like a be. shelf at Blockbuster That should be a fucking Oscar that... category because that's what they award a lot of white boy fuck shit. Um, <laughs> Footloose, don't need it. Return of the Jedi, don't need it. I don't need any of the Rockies. This is going to hurt you. I don't need Life of Brian. See, again, I feel like that's a movie you more or less enjoyed. It was all right, but it. it wasn't great. I think I think you've turned more against Terry Gilliam now after last week, so you're retroactively disliking the entire Monty Python oeuvre. Don't need Indiana Jones. You do need Indy. Everybody needs Indiana Jones. I actually don't. You do. No, really don't. Cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need any of this <laughs> in my life. So this entire endeavor is just you a definitely don't need Goldfinger and the fucking <laughs> map coming out of the floor, <laughs> unnecessary villain behaviors. Yeah, no, I just know this is no. I stand by my opinions. <laughs> and you are excited to go into year two of this experiment. I am not. We are going to start looking for your movie wife <laughs> at the beginning of the Do year. Do I get other wives too, or is it just a movie wife? Um, I, get? I mean, I'll reserve the option. Mm-hmm. To bring in some other, some ringers, if, mm-hmm. if I need some ringers. Okay, to do anything else that you're unwilling yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2019 is going to be an interesting year. It will be. What is it? Mogwai. What's he doing? Singing. He does that sometimes. I gotta have him. He's incredible. Tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a hundred dollars for him. No. Look, I've gotta have him. It's a present for my son for Christmas. It's exactly what I've been looking for, and I've been everywhere. I'll give you two hundred dollars. That's two hundred dollars. I'm sorry. Mogwai, not for sale. I thought you said everything at your grandfather's store was for sale. Father? With Mokwai comes much responsibility. I cannot sell him at any price. Okay, let's move on to our last film of 2018. A true Christmas classic. Nikia, how on earth have you never seen Gremlins? 
Well, it's called Gremlins. Uh huh. So why would I have seen that or wanted to see that? I don't. I there was. Why would you not have wanted to see it? All of the things <laughs> that I've <laughs> I've heard about it makes there's nothing there. So what what have you heard? What what do you actually know or think you know about Gremlins? Um. So one of them is like a non Technicolor popple, and then the rest a of what. Popples? I don't know what that is. It was a generation gap. 80s toy. They were like fur ball things that you could actually roll into a ball and then they unrolled and they were weird little. They looked like the gremlin dude, the the one that's like fuzzy. I know there was a toy called Furbies. That was after my time. Okay. Furbies was. But I know the producers of Gremlins sued the Furbies company. Oh. The original Furbies apparently looked pretty much exactly I mean, like Gremlins, and they got sued over that. I would that. say a fair number of toys look like furry rats, so I don't know that that's a <laughs> copyright offense, but okay. Um. Anyway, so I think it looked like a, a natural-colored Furby. I mean, uh, sorry, Popple. And, but then there were other kinds that were more lizard-like <laughs> or something. Okay. And there was something about, like, you couldn't... They couldn't, like, swim after they ate or something like that. I don't know. Something with water. Um, you got to wait an hour after eating. Exactly. Before, before they can go mm-hmm. for a swim. Um, and I think that's all I know about gremlins. Okay. <laughs> so not a, not a lot. No. Really? And I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this was uh, directed by Joe Dante, who is one of those, I think of him as more of a major director than he is. When I go back and look at his body of work, he hasn't made that many movies. Uh, he did The Howling in 1981. He did one of the segments in Twilight Zone, the movie. And then I think Gremlins, Inner Space, and The Burbs are probably his best-known movies. And then he mostly worked in television after that. Uh, written by Chris Columbus, who is not one of my favorite people. Didn't he do a Harry Potter? He did the first two Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Which are awful. (laughs) I think he's kind of a hack as a director. He also did Home Alone. That was his big hit. Uh, But he wrote this movie. He went on to write The Goonies, another 80s pseudo-classic. That's a movie my generation has decided was better than it actually was. I've seen The Goonies. It's okay. I don't think it's a good good movie. (laughs) I didn't think it was a good movie back then when I was the right age for it. But somehow now it's one of those things that we're all nostalgic about. And, of course, Gremlins was produced by Steven Spielberg, and it's one of those films like The Goonies and Poltergeist that have his fingerprints all over them to the extent that people almost think of them as Spielberg movies, Mm -hmm. even though they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it like E.T. gone wrong or anything? Yeah, sort. It's actually got some of that element to it, I think, and I think there's actually a couple of in-joke references to stuff like Mm E.T., In Gremlins, mm-hmm. um, it's very self-aware of playing with that formula. I don't have a lot of background to talk about <laughs> as far as this film goes. Uh, a couple of little interesting trivia bits. First of all, the original screenplay was apparently much, much darker than what ended up on screen. Though what ended up on screen was dark enough that this is one of two movies released that year that inspired the creation of the PG-13 rating. Mm. Uh, both were Spielberg-produced films that was... This and the second Indiana Jones movie were released as PG films, and then people had a problem with that. Is that one that I saw? Uh, no, you haven't seen that one. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that one no, one of these that's days. Okay. No, That was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, okay. which is surprisingly violent in places. So 
Reportedly, it was actually Spielberg himself who suggested to the MPAA that, hey, maybe we need to have a rating between PG and R, and R mm-hmm. for this kind of movie. Spielberg apparently originally considered hiring a then-unknown director named Tim Burton to direct Gremlins. Oh. It would have been Tim Burton's first feature film. Spielberg had seen some of his short films, but ultimately he was an untested director and the studio balked at hiring him to do Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been an interesting yeah. film. I'm not sure it would have been better. I don't know. I mean, early Tim Burton was pretty good. This movie was a ridiculous success. Produced for a budget of $11 million, which is not a lot of money. It grossed over $150 million domestically. <laughs> it was the number four movie of 1984, behind Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, just for perspective on that, Purple Rain was number Don't 11 do this. that year. Don't do this. Uh, grossing less than half of what Gremlins did. You're giving me a stare now. I've, I've explained to you before that stares don't really work on a podcast. It just It's just dead air. No, I think it's like in that fucking movie where like the dude listens to the radio and if you turn static up high enough you can hear like all the evil voices being like that's that's just turn it up real high and you can hear the hate the hate that you were sending my way right now (laughs) what is that movie I uh, I don't know. I don't know that I've seen that movie. It's probably one of those random obscure horror movies that you've seen that What's that guy's name? Kevin Bacon. I think it's Kevin Bacon. Okay. And there's like a, a radio. <laughs> and he can hear evil. <laughs> if he turns it up he really can hear high. evil on the radio. I could be completely making that up. Point being, Crash uh, won an Oscar. So we're not going to talk about like which movies are actually good movies because... Yeah, what I'm saying is Gremlins made twice as much money as Purple Rain did. That's a fucking travesty. Because <laughs> Purple Rain is brilliant. <laughs> okay, so what are, you, what are you actually expecting from this To not enjoy experience? it. experience? How? Why do you go into it? It's about with that fucking attitude? gremlins. So, what about the plot, the actors, the director? Any of that sounds like it would be appealing to me. All of it. None of it. All of it. Literally none of it. <laughs> see, do you see how your attitude is the real problem here? I really don't think so. I think it's about knowing what I like and what I don't like, and it's Christmas. Maybe it's, maybe. What the fuck? Maybe try to have an open heart. Well, maybe don't waste my time over Christmas. (laughs) Maybe let me enjoy my Christmas. (laughs) How about your gift to me is I don't have to watch trash. (laughs) How about that? Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, 
they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where did they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. And we're back. It's the night before Christmas, and while waiting for Santi, Nikki and I watched Gremlins by Joe Dante. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking of while you were sitting here composing your opening? That's I mean, you... it was for a second I was thinking they, of no, it. No, it was longer than a second. It though. wasn't. No, it, was. it wasn't. I was just sitting here, and I came up with the rhyme. But it didn't even rhyme because isn't his name Dante? Does he pronounce it Dante? Yeah, it's not Santi either. So, no. all right, You're okay. This, is this how you want to start this conversation? Sort of. Okay. Hey, Nikia. <laughs> hey, Michael. <laughs> what did you think of Gremlins? It's a fucking travesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Christmas classic in our household. Is that not? No. We're going to be watching this I will not every Christmas. Be participating. I think in this that. should be a Christmas Eve no. tradition. No, I could have done without. <laughs> And been completely fine for the rest of my life, having never seen no, Gremlins. You needed to see. Really Coming back to the earlier conversation, this is one of those films you needed to watch. No. So, uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was garbage. <laughs> Total garbage? Total garbage. Irredeemable garbage? Irredeemable garbage. Why? Seriously? Yes. Defend your unpopular opinion. I really think I only need to say... My dad died in the chimney. <laughs> you want to jump right to that? Well, it's it's a pretty big thorn in this film. That is, to be fair, more or less the entire reason I chose this film mm-hmm. as our Christmas week mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Is Phoebe Cates's haunting monologue. It's... About why she hates Christmas. Quite possibly the weirdest scene... <laughs> And we've watched some weird shit, but it is tonally incongruous with everything else that is happening in that film. You, while we were watching it, you said exactly what Pauline Kale said about that scene in her review, which is that I don't know if I'm even supposed to be laughing at this because it's like it's after we see a bunch of drunken gremlins <laughs> dressed up in flash dance cosplay and shit. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, she's, you know, the dude from Jaws, the Jaws eyes like a damn doll's eye. It's like, why are you so fucking serious right now? Like, really? It's a very somber scene. It's so weird. It's like her, they're in the bank, this old bank, and it's been, like, destroyed by the gremlins or whatever. And she's standing over this fallen Christmas tree, and her face is lit, you know, dramatically by the twinkling lights of this fallen Christmas tree. And she tells this super serious story about how her dad. Summarize the story for us, please. The fuck? <laughs> so they've been waiting for her dad for like two days he hasn't come home she's like oh it's cold in here let me light a fire and then she realizes that there's an odor coming from the chimney they assume it's a dead cat or a dead bird but lo no. and behold it's her fucking dad 
dressed up as Santa Claus, who apparently slipped and fell down the chimney while he was yeah, trying he was, to. He was going to come down the chimney right, to surprise with them on Christmas Which, Eve. Which who the fuck does that? <laughs> Just walk through the door, dude. So that's sort of on you for being extra. It was my dead dad, and that's why I don't believe there's Santa Claus. No, she says that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Like, you know how I found out? My mom told me when we were at Sizzler one night, and she was like, I'm buying your shit. There's no Santa Claus. Enjoy your all-you-can-eat shrimp. And I was fine. Right, so Phoebe Cates' story was worse. But it was a weird-ass story. It is a bizarre scene. the dude, what's his name? Billy? (laughs) Billy. It's just sort of like not reacting to this horrifying story she just told. (laughs) Like, if your response isn't, what the fuck? Then I don't, you have, like, a what? There's a good what the fuck reaction shot from Gizmo From Gizmo. He's the only one emoting in that scene. He's, like, listening to this story, and he's like... Dude, that's fucked up. That's and what Billy's like, oh, like. let me check and see if this phone works. She just told you <laughs> yeah. her damn dad dad died in the chimney. Billy never, never, we never say we another never word about, about this story the rest again. of the movie. If you Billy doesn't friend, say a word about that's it. That's the only thing we're talking about for the rest of He's our like, lives. He's like, yeah, I'm just not going to engage with like, that. <laughs> we need to talk about that, and I need to make sure you're okay. You need possibly some counseling that you should have had ten years ago. Like, <laughs> What? And it's just plopped in the middle of this ridiculous-ass movie. It makes no sense. And so you're like, is this supposed to be funny? Am I supposed to be laughing at the fact that her dad is decomposing in the chimney dressed as Santa Claus? Can't you just smell that? Can't like, you just smell what, what that smelled like? the shit? Especially once you light the fire underneath it. And again, it. Who do- nobody does that. <laughs> nobody does that. You don't actually go down the chimney. That's not... I just... No. This movie is ridiculous. But again, I feel like now you're f- just focusing on that one scene. I don't understand how I'm supposed to focus on anything This is like Reanimator. Else. It's like that one scene in Reanimator somehow ruined the entirety of Reanimator for you. else. It's weird. It's very odd. <laughs> but memorable. In the wrong way. <laughs> not, not in a good way. You want to talk about the rest of the movie now? Not really. Because... <laughs> It has literally nothing to do with that one scene. Exactly, which is the problem. <laughs> you have this... <laughs> or does it? I'm Okay, wait a minute. Let's okay, back up. Wow. Maybe it Here we does. go. Here's going to be something good. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Because the whole movie mm-hmm. is kind of this deconstruction of... This is what people do. Hollywood Christmas. This is what people do. Right? You try to imbue depth <laughs> where there is none. This is deep as shit sure yes this can be a deconstruction of you know hollywood's idealization of christmas Uh and nostalgia there you go and -hmm. you have you know the small sort of capra-esque town it's it's basically bedford falls and it's all about you know and in fact once the gremlins take over it basically becomes pottersville Yes. Right, we have that Bedford Falls turns into Pottersville thing where the debauchery well, that, and the sure the drinking and the smoking and you know just goes to seed. Mm-hmm. Except no, <laughs> except it's just ridiculous. Movie makes no sense. So we open on a terribly racist trope: um, the yeah. mystic Chinese man. <laughs> it's a little. Um, it's not a little. It's looks- a lot. It's a little exoticized, the portrayal of Chinatown. I believe he has one blue eye, one black eye, <laughs> the long gray hair and long gray beard. You know, it's basically the Wang Chiang from that Doctor Who episode that you showed me. You seem to like terrible racist portrayals of these. It's Asian not that I like them, it's that they were prevalent. 
I mean, <laughs> this is the same era that gave us Long Duck Dong as well. It's, it's a problem. Mr. Miyagi. And yeah, yes, there's, Mr. Mm-hmm. there's a long line of them. Yeah. And I, I just, it's, everybody should be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we open with his magical store in Chinatown because every store in Chinatown holds some sort of monkey paw or magic tea or some other fuck shit that you shouldn't be buying. The Froger gets also cursed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and we meet, what the fuck is his name? Mr. Peltzer? <laughs> Peltzer, Hoyt Axton. Mm-hmm. We meet Peltzer and he's narrating for some reason as yeah. if he's in some sort of weird noir film like stumbled upon this place in Chinatown and then so we're in the thing. So he's like, I'm looking for a gift for my son after trying to sell his little <laughs> shitty invention that he came up with. And he comes across a mogwai. Is it magui? Mogwai? A, a mogwai. Mogwai. Yeah. And at no point does he say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> no one in the entire movie does. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> this is not natural. This is not natural. Literally Hit don't know what this is. I'm going to pay $200 for it. <laughs> and I'm going to take it to my home and give it to my child. Because I think, and this is what he says. This is exactly what I've been looking for. You could not have possibly been looking for this because it doesn't, you didn't even know that this existed. Sometimes you just stumble no, upon, you, no, you know, you're, you're no, a shopper. Sometimes you just stumble upon something you didn't even know you needed. Usually but once you see it, it's a you blazer. Know you need and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I needed a ruffle blazer. That's not the same as I didn't know I needed this like sentient rat thing that sort of talks to me. That's a totally different fucking thing. And then you pay for this thing, and then they say, okay, here are some rules. First, get the rules before you put the money on the table. Wait, you're skipping a step here, because first, the ancient Chinese guy Mm -hmm. says, no, no, I can't sell that to you. It's not for sale. Right. And then the Chinese dude's little grandson grandson is like, we need the money. We're struggling. (laughs) Ain't nobody buying shit out this store. I'll give you the thing. Here. Problem number one. Like, Mm -hmm. don't buy shit in the alley. (laughs) And then he's like, here's some rules. Keep him out of light, because light could kill him. Mm. What the fuck would that be? <laughs> a, a vampire. Right. Keep him away from water, because that's a problem. Again, what think, the fuck could that possibly be? I think that's that also vampires, actually. Be? And then don't feed him after midnight. What the <laughs> fuck is this? At no point does anyone pause and say, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe don't. $200. From what we understand to be your struggling-ass family <laughs> who's dependent on their son's shitty job at the bank. Yeah. You drop mm-hmm. a $200 on something you can't even identify. Right. Because you're the worst inventor who ever lived. Just decisions. Right? <laughs> <sighs> so then we get a like, sweeping view of the town. And it's, you know, the little small town square. And there's a Burger King. It's, and it's literally the same small town that's from in every about every movie, movie ever. made during the 80s. I think that's the Back to the Future set. But there's one back lot in Hollywood that has the small town set on it. With no black people or anyone else. Well, no, no, no. Um, they don't come to the set. Then we meet Mr. Futterman, who is the neighbor who has a drinking problem, who uh, hates foreign cars and foreigners. <laughs> uh, and we meet Mrs. Deagle, who... Does she run the bank? She's in real estate. Okay. But, yeah, she has a... Tight relationship so with the bag. Like she's, a, but she, she's basically Mr. Potter. Right. She comes off as a Mr. Potter character where she's yeah. like, I don't care that you're, you know, you and your husband don't have the money to pay. And then it's also mixed with the chick from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, Miss Gold. And your little dog, too. It's like, it's a whole bunch of shit going on. Oh, kill your little There's dog. There's a lot of things coming together in this movie. 
And because again, it's all about movies. It's all just it is. It is very much like a send up of all of these sort of quintessential Americana mm-hmm. sort of films. In fact, in one scene, I think they're actually watching It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, they're watching It's a Wonderful Life, and at one point they're watching Invasion of the Body, Body Snatchers. Right. So between those two things, you kind of have this entire movie. Which, if that was the pitch meeting, uh-huh. It's a Wonderful Life meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's an like, awesome pitch. No. Who would, not, who would not finance that movie? I would not. I would not. I'd say, hey, that sounds ridiculous. How about we don't do that? But okay. Anyway, so mm-hmm. even after getting instructions to not get the thing wet, we immediately get the thing wet. Okay, well, let's talk about those instructions for a minute, though. Okay. okay, first of all, again, he bought this thing in the back alley from the kid, so he didn't get the full. If there was a manual, he didn't get the manual. He said, keep him away from water. Right. No, he didn't say why. He There's did not no, say why. You know, it's like, don't give him water because, oh, it upsets his tummy is a very different level of instruction from don't give him water. Sure. He multiplies into a thousand demon imps. I would maybe argue. Like, maybe more information would have been helpful that the onus is on the in consumer that situation. Who's buying shit in the alley. To say, no, I don't think so. I think I you, could sue, I think you no, could sue that think guy you say, and his grandson. After you spent $200 on a thing you cannot identify, and someone says, Yeah, don't get it wet. Seriously, don't get it wet. You say, Oh, that's weird. Why? <laughs> I think, I feel like that's on you. Mm-hmm. Because his job is to make the sale. So, he, of course, he's not going to be like, Oh, because it like spawns things. He's just going to say, Yeah, just don't get it wet. So, it's on you. That's like, Somebody selling crack being like, okay, here's a, but let me, let me tell you about crack. It's going to fuck you. Like, it's not good for you. You're going to die. Like, you're not going to, because you need to sell the crack. So, it's not my, it's not my job. I don't feel like it is like that. I think it is. No. I think it is. Carry on. So, he gets it wet, and the thing, like, pops off balls of fur, (laughs) babies. This is asexual reproduction. It's basically, like. Reagan's welfare queen come to like it's just like babies, 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 babies. Um, oh, well, you just raised a point that I'm sure we'll be coming back to, but go okay. Ahead. So the babies pop up and they're like five, and initially they start out as cute little gizmo clones. Yeah. But you look, the camera pans to gizmo and he is shaking his head. Yeah, and, he's and not he's happy like, about this development. This is not a good situation, mm-hmm. and no one else is recognizing that the thing that just spawned these things seems very concerned that they now exist. Yeah, but we're and just they're gonna. Not- quite as friendly they are not that's a rowdy ass bunch it's Mm -hmm. basically gizmo is like the cool friend that just brought his rowdy ass people (laughs) to the party that weren't invited and he's just like oh shit i'm so sorry now we got to deal with this Mm -hmm. that's the problem yeah the dad however sees it as an opportunity in branding to sell pelter pets yes and just let them invade the world Mm -hmm. because he's made such good decisions before Mm -hmm. so a lot of responsibility the old Chinese guy had said. That's what that having a Mogwai is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and they have not handled it well thus far. <laughs> no. Then we find the dog strung up by Christmas lights <laughs> outside the house. They they lynched the dog. They lynched the in dog. The Christmas lights. But they blamed the old lady. The dog lived. The dog was not. He did live. Yes, but. But mm-hmm. that, I imagine, was very traumatic. <laughs> So Billy takes. I mean, the dog kind of gets fucked in this movie, no matter. The dog how you, just is because, like, once Gizmo shows up, he's it's old like, news, yeah, right? It's like on The Simpsons when they get the new dog, yeah, and Santa's Laddie. little helper, Laddie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Santa's little helper is just cast out. Well, he's sort of a shitty dog. Like, let's be real, <laughs> he really is. So Billy's like, I should probably take this to get checked out. 
So he takes it to the local high school science teacher. Mm-hmm. AKA the only black character. The only in black the film. which props for making it a science teacher. I appreciate that. However, you lose points for murdering him. When he's the first person yeah. to die in the movie. Yeah. And let me tell you. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So takes him to the teacher and even after seeing what happened at home when they got the thing wet, they were like, let's do this one more time. Well, you got to show the science teacher. Or you could just say it multiplies when you put water well, on it. he's not going to believe that. Come to my house and see the five other things that spawned. But again, you're music. not going to believe that they it's just super irresponsible to little, continue you know, the re- reproduction cycle of this thing that you have no understanding of. That's a things. really irresponsible That's thing to do. That's not how science works. Super so irresponsible. The science teacher needs to see a demonstration. Okay. So this is these aren't mold spores. <laughs> you're not like it's not something you can contain. Okay, they're things that then go out and live and can fuck shit up. So they put water on him, and he grows another thing. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, cool. Which, no. Any black person that saw that would be like, get this the fuck out of my lab. <laughs> I don't know what you're playing at. This, we're not, I'm not doing this. I work in a high school, I'm a high school science teacher. No. And then we get Kate's first sort of downer moment, mm-hmm. where she says that she hates Christmas, and it's not fair that people think that everyone should be happy at Christmas, because while other people are opening up presents, a lot of people are opening up their wrists. Uh-huh. So it's not so much a, you know, lasso the moon moment, as we see in It's a Wonderful Life, but sure, that's the chick you definitely want to ask out. Well, but it's Phoebe Cates. It's Phoebe Cates talking about opening wrists. No, I understand, but I'm saying it's Phoebe Cates. No. So she can be depressing. I mean, See, I always is, liked the depressing chicks yeah, anyway. This is the problem. This is the problem. So, this is how you end up with fuck shit. Like, mm-hmm. because. So. That's all kinds super of Super depressed Phoebe Cates. And you're letting your with penis dead lead daddy you into and the chimney issues. Decisions. That's pretty much my dream girl okay. when I was 16. Yeah. And you deserve everything you get from dating those chicks. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. We're yeah. back at home. Yeah. With Gizmo. Mm-hmm. He can apparently, like, speak. Words. <laughs> he speaks some words. Mm-hmm. Mostly he says, right, 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 right. And again, no one thinks that's weird <laughs> or a reason to be alarmed or concerned. It's just a cute thing he does. Or nobody tries to converse with him more. Not really. Which is no. something they could, no. you know, maybe recognize this is actually a sentient creature and, mm-hmm. you know, not just a gerbil. No, we're not going to do that. No. Okay. Back at the lab. Uh-huh. There's a brain on the desk next to a sandwich for some reason. <laughs> Well, every high school science teacher has a human brain sitting on his desk. Nope. And then the gremlin eats the sandwich, and it's like 2.30 in the morning, which means we're way past midnight, and that's going to end in some bad shit. <laughs> well, previous to this, though, the other, the gremlins at home... Yes, they were smart enough to <laughs> they chew through the wires of the the clock at, on the side of the bed so that it always looks like it's like 11.30 or something. And right, not quite so they, they tricked yeah. Billy into feeding them after midnight. Yes. Which is interesting. So the, they know. Again, shitty party goers who came and eat, ate all your food. Gremlins phase one mm-hmm. know the rules. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to, to circumvent them and achieve phase two. They are hyper This is an interesting species. They are very, very smart and they adapt to their environment very quickly. <laughs> Again, a reason to be concerned. I mean, they day one they were like playing Donkey Kong, which also begs the question of what's Mogwai's, uh, what's uh, Gizmo's deal? Why is he different? Is Why he is he the nice one? Well, the argument would be right is that they are the true evolution of the Mogwai. Like that's uh, their evolution is they are supposed to grow into these lizard things that then. And he's a prissy repressed little. And bitch. he's repressing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he doing that? And is that? What we well, should be championing, or should we be championing the fact that these are evolving creatures? 
That is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's as I understand how you're posing it, it's two questions. Okay. Why is he different? Sure. And is it good that he's different? Right. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would argue no. You would argue that he should embrace his true self. I mean, if that's what he's supposed to be. Which apparently the original script, there there was no stripe. Gizmo became stripe. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the original script played out. I think that's how it's And then to be. somebody, probably Spielberg, decided, no, no, Gizmo's cute. We need him to stay cute because people are going to like him. And so you see. Want to buy his plush toy. Exactly. You see how capitalism and commercialism <laughs> traps us into our lesser selves. I, I do see that. Yes. It does not allow us to evolve yes. into the true sort of anarchic beings that we are supposed to be. And, and this movie's a deep and profound exploration Except that it's of not, that because fact. I just totally pulled that bullshit out of my ass. <laughs> well, that's where it resides. <laughs> Anyway. I need more wine. All right. You carry on like I'm not even here. Okay. So then we see that the Mogwai, after eating all the fried chicken, have turned into these weird slimy pod things. And the super smart black science teacher informs us that this is their pupa stage. Is it pupa? You really really carried on I think it's pupa. Because I don't need you. Um, (laughs) And... The 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 one that the science teacher has been keeping in his lab breaks out of its shell, and he tries to feed it like a candy bar or something, and then it kills him, the only black character in the film. Yeah. And I have to say that Colonel Taylor did not survive Vietnam to be killed by a fucking gremlin. You do not know this because you're not black. Nope. That actor played Colonel Taylor on a different world. On a different world. I do remember that. (laughs) I did not make the association that it was the same guy. So we're back at home. They've cut the phone lines. All right, wait. You're just, I need to make sure you're not skipping over some important shit shit here. There's no important shit. (laughs) So they've cut the phone lines. And then... We see the mom in the kitchen. She realizes the that... The mom, the best character the in the best, movie. She really is, because here's what I love about the mom. <laughs> she hears a rustling upstairs, immediately grabs the knife, yep. which I so appreciate. No fucking around. That's how you so are. Because so many dumb bitches would mm-hmm. go investigate without taking a weapon with them, and I, 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 fe- I love her for that. Yeah. And she's officially my favorite character. Now I just need her to realize that she's married to a fucking useless person, <laughs> and she should get a divorce. <laughs> That's a discussion for another day. So she goes up with a knife, realizes that the things have sort of hatched out of their pods, Mm. and goes and immediately, without question, just as quickly as she accepted the thing into her house, she realizes they must die (laughs) and waste no no time. Waste no no time. (laughs) No hesitation. She just. In killing the gremlins. Becomes a killing machine. Yes. So, okay, so here we have another example of sort of the gremlins sort of shitting on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They play Do You Hear What I Hear. The creepiest use of that song, Johnny Mathis' version, ever. Which, I don't know how they've gained so much pop culture knowledge <laughs> in such a quick amount of time. <laughs> but the sort of situational... Yeah, they went through those records and they picked their song. seasonally appropriateness <laughs> of that song choice is really impressive. <laughs> so she blends one of the gremlins up in a blender... She stabs a a gremlin. She nukes a gremlin in the microwave. (laughs) And so we could say that That might have been one of the places the PG-13 conversation started. It exploded pretty pretty nicely. They blew that thing up in the microwave. Mm. Well, because it's a treatise, right, on domesticity and the role of women in the household. Mm, Because she's using all these... Exactly. The trappings of, you know, Mm -hmm. 
womanhood and motherhood and yeah. all this more bullshit, right? <laughs> so one of the gremlins is like hiding inside the Christmas tree and he attacks her from the Christmas tree. So she's basically on the floor wrestling with the Christmas tree. So again, we have this imagery of like, you know, the defiling of Christmas and the holiday mm-hmm. season yep. bullshit. Um, See, everything you're saying is brilliant and yet you're saying it in this tone of voice that implies that it's Because it's bullshit. fucking bullshit. Because I am the like eighth grader or whatever writing the essay knowing that I'm pulling everything out of my ass but the teacher's gonna be like oh yeah this is really bright and it tells you it's like no the fuck it's not like I just totally made this up okay okay catcher in the rye fucking sucks anyway Whoa, okay that's and I'm not gonna go down that lane gremlins here's a science question mm. there's a lot of snow outside the gremlins have now escaped and are walking through the snow but don't seem to be reproducing as they do so even though snow is water I don't understand that I, I have an answer to that question. Okay. A scientifically sound Great. answer to that question. What is it? It was fake snow. So the gremlins were not actually getting wet. It's supposed to be real snow though, right? In the moon? <laughs> it's meta. Uh-huh. It's a meta Everything is, is meta now. All right. So <laughs> they head to the YMCA where there's a pool and then we yeah. get sort of double double yeah, okay, toilet so let, trouble wait, Slow that. Slow, slow your roll here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the mom, there were what? There were like five bad gremlins originally. Sure. Right? Gizmo got knocked up by water, popped out five triple babies. Mm-hmm. The mom, let's count them up. She kills. She got all of them but strike. One in the mixer. Yeah. Microwave. One in the microwave. She stabbed one of them. She stabbed one to death. Mm-hmm. And then the Christmas tree one. Got his head. Got in, went into the fire. Right. Right. The sword that is randomly hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that was Chekhov's sword. Yep. It had fallen off the wall twice earlier in the film. Yes, and then, to make yes. sure that we saw it. Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so only stripes left. So mm-hmm. it seems like at this point in the movie, the gremlin threat is pretty much over. Mm-hmm. And mom killed most of them. So mm-hmm. how dangerous can they be, really? Except there was the one that she took to the lab, like an idiot. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that yeah. one. That one's still on the loose, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you let Stripe get away. And then Stripe. Where he walked through snow, but apparently snow is not water in this movie. So <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> So, but, but then, yes, Stripe uh, yes, heads, runs heads to the for, w- the y- for the YMCA. YMCA. He jumps into the pool. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Births, you know, hundreds of <laughs> That's a great scene. Babies. He dives into the water and the pool just starts boiling in green smoke. Yeah, we and, have different ideas. Because there's great just scenes. millions of those things. And then they go out and wreak havoc on the town. They, you know, you're, you're, you're barreling through this film. Because there's nothing Almost like you don't really want to even to be talking about discuss. it. discuss. <laughs> Did you have something you want to talk about? Was there an important plot point? No, no I mean, you're, I you're, so. you're pretty much covering right. everything. So they run over Mr. <laughs> Futterman and his wife with his American-made snowplow. It's his worst nightmare come to life. Yes, driven by the World War II gremlins. Mm-hmm. He hotwires. They fuck with the priest's mail for no reason. Like they, the, the priest is trying to mail a letter and there's one in the mailbox just throwing the letter out. Cunningly dress up as carolers to <laughs> taunt Mrs. Deagle. Again, just shitting on Christmas. But, like, how do they even know why? Anyway. Well, they are fiercely intelligent. Then they wire Mrs. Deagle's chairlift, and she goes flying <laughs> up the stairs and out the window, and you just almost spit out your wine. See, this is... Because <laughs> you gave... Because when that happened and when we were watching the movie, you, that's where you gave me a little luck. Because you were laughing hysterically. I wasn't laughing hysterically. You were laughing hysterically. <laughs> These movies remind me that you grew up as a boy, and I just can't. <laughs> like... 
You guys. She she goes flying out of that house. Find some dumb shit funny. Launched by a trebuchet. And then we see like eight gremlins attacking a Santa Claus. <laughs> just beating that Santa just Claus to death. Beating him to to death again. The sort of in front of two cops who then roll their window roll their window up, up and, drive and drive away. Because, like we're not gonna deal you know, with that unless you're a black or brown person. They're not really concerned about you. And then we go to the bar where Kate is working and pouring drinks <laughs> for the gremlins. Which, why? Well, I suppose the alternative is to have them kill you. She is trying to placate them and keep them occupied by serving them whiskey and lighting their cigarettes for them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, this is a great scene. Is it? Yes. We get gremlins playing poker. This this scene, you almost suspect that this scene was the whole reason somebody wanted to make this movie. That's unfortunate. Like, this was the pitch, as they were describing, okay, we're going to have a million of these things in a bar, and we're just going to do these little funny bits with them and go around the room. And one of them flashes her in a trench yeah, coat. Mm-hmm. Again, there's one in, what's the flash dancing? Like, tights and... <laughs> leg warmers. Leg warmers yeah. doing the flash dance. When got, did they have got, time? We got to break watch dancing because everybody break danced at this point in right. cinema. So all of the pop culture is happening in this bar. You got like an old jazz gremlin mm-hmm. sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's just, just great. Then we get Kate's dead dad story. Wait, okay. Jesus, hold on. I'm pretty sure that's where we are now. <laughs> that we never discuss again. And then we get gremlins at the movie theater watching Snow White. <laughs> And enjoying it. They love that movie. Very much. Singing the hi-ho song. Mm-hmm. Weird. They relate to those dwarves, apparently. <sighs> so, I don't... <laughs> we blow them up in the theater, but Stripe is still alive, and he runs to, like, the candy store slash hardware. I don't know where the fuck they are. It's, it's just a department store. Whatever. Um, so there's like a standoff between Stripe and Billy. Mm-hmm. Stripe has a chainsaw. Stripe has a gun. Yeah. Stripe has all the things. And it is uh, Gizmo who saves the day by like lifting the the curtains and, you know. Okay. So, so let me stop you there. Blasting him. So let's talk about Gizmo. And mm-hmm. again, this is something when I read Pauline Kale's interview, she pointed out, which I had not realized. Gizmo does not move. In this entire movie. No, he's usually carried or... He's just a little cuddly ball. And even in that scene, I'm not sure we ever see Gizmo walk. No, he like crawls to the toy car. and He gets gets into like a Barbie dream car and then cruises around in that. Yeah. One wonders if maybe Gizmo was not a very well-functioning animatronic puppet. So you're saying he didn't evolve because the machinery just didn't work, and so they needed a reason to... I'm just saying it might have been like the like the shark in Jaws, where, you know, the whole thing with the barrels in Jaws, mm-hmm. that was because the shark didn't work. They had to come up with something to let you know the shark was there when the fucking shark wouldn't uh. work. So they came up with the barrels thing. Okay. I kind of suspect that's what happened with Gizmo here. I feel like they would have just figured that out before filming. You think? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, it's fucking Spielberg. Spielberg. So is Jaws. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. By the way, there was apparently, when they were going into production on this film, there was a brief flirtation with the idea of using actual monkeys to play the gremlins. And they did a test where they put a gremlin mask on a monkey to see how that would work. And it did not work. I feel like you just... The monkey freaked the fuck out. Well, because it's an actual fucking living animal. (laughs) One. And monkeys are just dicks anyway. Like, don't involve monkeys where you don't need to involve monkeys. Why would you do that? That's a good that's a good rule to have for I mean, life. Just don't <laughs> No unnecessary monkeys. Don't bring in unnecessary monkeys. 
That's not going to end well. At no point. <laughs> I'm sorry, I digress again. You were... It didn't worth it. You were hurrying towards the end yeah. of this film. <laughs> so yeah, so whatever. We kill Stripe. And he melts in a really disgusting, gross way. That was awesome. Was it? Again, that's kind of like end of Evil Dead sort of level mm-hmm. awesomeness. Right, great. So... <laughs> then so, so not in the spirit of this the magical Chinese man shows back up like weirdly in the room without having actually entered the room or something like it's, it's, it's weird mm-hmm. and then basically tells white people that they ruin everything <laughs> it's like you do with Mogwai what your society has done with all of nature's gifts you don't understand you're not ready so now mm-hmm. it's become some sort of like weird environmentalist fucking statement about <laughs> man's effect on the earth and animals and then we close out with the dad narrating again where he's like and this is the fucking story of why gremlins may be around and it's like, where the fuck were you this whole movie? Why were you narrating? Yeah, the, the dad is used. This was dad, not your story. The dad is out of town for most of this movie. Why are you his, trying to peddle his shitty, film? shitty inventions? He shows up right at the climax, just in time to do nothing. Jack shit. Absolutely nothing. He does not factor into this plot at all. He shows up right when the story ends. You can't support your family. Your inventions are ridiculous. You should have been one of the people opening your wrists at Christmas time. Oh, that's a little hard. Is it, though? Juicers exist. Coffee makers exist. We don't need anything that you... Why don't you surprise your family and climb down the chimney? Yeah. (laughs) And you brought weird shit into the home without doing any kind of research or asking even one follow-up question. That's Gremlins. The end. Okay, so... (laughs) I don't have anything else to say. Uh, Yeah, clearly. Mm -hmm. Let me throw a couple of interpretations at you here. All right. Yeah, this will be good. A couple of, what would you say, pull out of your ass kind of theories? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, How about uh, Gizmo as Jesus? What? (laughs) Okay, sure. All right. You see it? You're seeing it, aren't you? Okay. Play with that a little bit. Um... Man is born from the blood and body of Jesus, <laughs> and then immediately fucks shit up right. when they get there. Gets it, gets it wrong, and wars start sure. in his name, and sure. humanity is not ready for him, but he may come back again someday. I find that offensive. On <laughs> Jesus' behalf, like, I just, what? They, there is that scene, though, where he's hooked up, they string him up on the dartboard. Exactly, and throwing- the crucifixion scene. <laughs> People are full of shit. <laughs> if you have to try this hard, the seven wounds no, of Gizmo, to bring meaning to a movie, like either let it just be some dumb shit and just be like, oh, that's just some dumb shit. If you have to do all of this to make it mean something, no, really, Gizmo is Jesus. Jesus could walk on water. Gizmo can't. He can. He's just gonna, you know, create some more disciples. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Stripe is Judas. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> okay, and here's another interpretation, and frankly, I'm surprised you didn't uh, come up with this one. In her book, Ceramic Uncles and Celluloid Mammies, Patricia A. Oh Turner... Oh my God, that's a title. <laughs> Patricia A. Turner claims that the gremlins reflect negative African-American stereotypes. Fucking welfare queens having babies. Exactly. The fried chicken. Yes! The, uh, what else? There was a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, we have the breakdancing, the... Um, the sort of invasion of the small town. Exactly. And being run down by this sort of other... Right. Mm-hmm. 
They're very badly behaved in the movie theater. Mm. Right? Mm. There's all kinds of stuff like that in here. Subliminally racist. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. And again, you have this this transformation of this quiet, peaceful suburban, all white town mm-hmm. into this, you know, decadent urban nightmare. Like that's the again, you so say, does that make you like say all horror Tom? movies are about the fear of white people, right? That that's about white people fears. Sure. Well, that's yeah. I hadn't. He's taken repressing it that far. his blackness in order to fit in with the white mm-hmm. populace. Mm-hmm. Mm. Refusing the chicken, even though he really wants some fucking chicken. <laughs> you know he wants he some wants chicken. Some fucking chicken. <laughs> Never eat chicken or watermelon in front of white people. Don't do it. You want it really bad, but don't do it. <laughs> Just don't even give them that. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a terrible movie <laughs> on another level. The Chinese dude keeps us in a box, but all right. <laughs> and sold us for two hundred dollars. Oh my go. god! Okay, see. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit is real. Okay. I think you need to watch this again. I now, really don't. Now that you see all no. the layers, there are no layers. All the levels. Remember what I said. You get all the metaphors About coming bullshit. through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I think you need to watch this again. I really don't. No. <clears throat> is that it are those all the theories jesus or black people <laughs> fucking well it could be both i mean you know well jesus was a black man right so mm-hmm. sure what well, no I, I i started asking if there was any part of this movie you actually enjoyed no no i did not the end i enjoyed the end the credits really enjoyed that and uh where does this rank on our list of christmas movies I mean, it's you the, can't argue it's not a Christmas movie. No, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. Okay. I would not argue that. All right. Um, it's the worst of the ones that we've watched. <laughs> no question. Uh, and I will never be watching it again. There's a sequel. Of course there is. Gremlins 2, The New Batch. You gotta sell the dolls. Which is a movie that did not fare well, either commercially or critically, when it opened. It's one of those movies that has since been reassessed. Mm-hmm. That now a lot of people are arguing that it's, you know the vastly superior version of Gremlins. I confess, I do not think I have ever seen it, mm-hmm. so I should probably remedy that one of these days. When I am not around, sure. No, we. I'm sorry, I meant we. He should no. I'm not sure if it is a Christmas movie. Maybe we could do that next Christmas. No. Um, and reportedly, mm-hmm. Chris Columbus has written a new Gremlins movie. Mm. Uh, whether it is to be sequel or a reboot is apparently a gray area right now, but... The, the rumors are that we will be getting a new Gremlins movie sometime in the next, you know, couple of years. So you have that to look forward to. I think maybe people should be investing their talents in other things. Possibly. <sighs> well, Chris Columbus doesn't have any talent. This was the best thing he ever did. So I'm well, that's fine a, to have him return to it. That's a problem. Any final thoughts about Gremlins? No. Any final thoughts about the first year of the unenthusiastic critic. This was my last episode. You always say that. No, but this, I mean, this is definitely. You always say that, and then it never is. My last episode. We will see you all. Nope. In the new year. Don't believe the hype. No. That's our show. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week as Nakia and I attend an ill-fated New Year's Eve party with the passengers and crew of the SS Poseidon. We'll be sitting down for Nakia's first viewing of the 1972 Irwin Allen disaster flick, The Poseidon Adventure. 
Nikki, I think this should be good for you because you, you've always liked the idea of going on a cruise. I think there are better ways to spend New Year's Eve than, you know, contracting some sort of neurovirus <laughs> and then being trapped on a boat that doesn't have a sewage system that can handle 200 people having diarrhea and, and vomiting smells. Okay, so those non-refundable cruise tickets that I bought you for Christmas are going to go to waste is what I'm hearing. Well, it was just a, a bad choice and gift, really, so... <laughs> not really on me. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at unaffiliatedcritic.com where you can download earlier episodes, leave us a comment, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or make a donation to support The Unenthusiastic Critic. As always, we encourage you to suggest a film that Nakia desperately needs to see to make her life complete. Until next time, we wish all our listeners a very happy holiday season, and we remind you that this is an excellent time of year to spend time with your loved ones and force them to watch movies they really, really don't want to watch. It's better than talking politics. Oh, speaking of which, mm -hmm. so voice voice work. Mm -hmm. Gizmo is voiced by Howie Mandel. <gasps> I knew that's not because I used yeah. to watch his cartoon where he was like a little kid. Yeah. Okay. okay so that's Howie Mandel. That's a weird role. Um, Stripe is voiced by Frank Welker, who has had a long career of voicing cartoon characters, primarily known as Fred on Scooby Doo. But Fred he, is the ascot, right? Yes, Fred is the ascot wearing guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he had also voiced Marvin and Wonder Dog on The Super Friends, Dr. Claw on Inspector Gadget. Oh, fucking Claw. Kermit on Muppet Babies, and Santa's Little Helper on The Simpsons. He has a voice? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. <laughs> That's an illustrious career of grunts and weird noises. Indeed. Yes. Okay, sorry. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. I don't care. I just, I had no other place to drop in that useless information, so I just chose that moment. I would love to be a voice actor for cartoons. I think we've discussed this. We have discussed this, and then I ask you to do your voice, and you're just like, I'm just going to use my voice. Because I want... You don't have a funny voice? No. You just, like, you just want to do One, your voice. One, I think voice my voice is actually annoying and, and funny on its mm. own. Like, I don't think you really have to manipulate it. Well, much. I think it's but I want, one of those things, yes. Um, I will destroy you. <laughs> I want, um, what's his name's career? H. John Benjamin. Yes, H. John, who, he basically uses the same voice for every character, well, and it's just he, his voice. He actually mixes it up a little more than you think he did. A little bit. Because he did both coach... And Jason on home. He movies. did, and Jason was very different. And he did. What are the two weird kids that have the weird relationship on that show? Oh, Walter and Perry. Yeah. <laughs> he did either Walter or R Perry. Right, but not both. So right. okay, so he's got a little more range Fine. than you think he does. And your plan to just I'm just going to use my voice. <laughs> I just want to use my voice. But I think that would be a really. You don't cool want to come up with a, car a funny no, cartoon voice. You want to mix it up and play different characters. No, I just want to use my voice with a bunch of different characters. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. Okay. I support you in this career choice. I don't think I just, you do. I think it's a. I don't think you. I think it's do. an uphill. Anyway. Road.